Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast with Jordan, Warren, and Kyle. It's not too late to turn this off. They've got no idea what they're talking about. Uh, Honestly, I have no idea why I even agreed to do this intro for them. Hey, what's up, little boomers? Welcome into the podcast. I am Jordan, and uh, this is going to be kind of a unique episode. This is going to be an episode all by myself. I'm going to be channeling my inner Bob McGillicott. He's a pro over at CBJ on 30. He just talks to himself, and he does an amazing job at it. So I'm hoping that I could channel the inner Bobby Mack and give you a good, solid Blue Jackets podcast, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So um, I do want to start off by saying, sorry, last week we were supposed to have an episode, which we did record it, and due to some technical issues, an hour and 30-minute podcast just disappeared off of my computer. have no idea where it went. I went to render the episode. It rendered, then I went to upload, and nothing was there. So out of frustration and throwing a couple things, we just said, you know what? It's an episode that us three will share forever and nobody else will ever listen to. So our apologies for that. Um, Coming fast forwarding to today, I have a fever of 100 and I did not want to. Well, Warren, let's preface this by saying this. Warren's still on his honeymoon, so he wasn't even going to be a part of it. Um, Tyler and Kyle... We talked about meeting up, and I said, hey, guys, I've been sick for a couple of days, just took a, 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 a thermometer reading, and I am at 100 degrees right now. So I don't want you guys to come, risk getting sick. And we don't like doing podcasts via Zoom because we feel like it's just not very personable, and we like to get drunk together and banter off each other. So we just said, you know what, screw it. And I decided to uh, do a podcast all by myself, so we'll see how this goes. So that's how we're here at this particular moment in time. So I personally cannot wait for all the hate tweets. I can't wait for all of the, uh, all the tweets making fun of how terrible this episode potentially can be. All the text messages I'm going to get from Warren, from Tyler, from Kyle, uh, making fun of every part of this episode. So I do look forward to that. I have been trying to think of like a clever name that I could maybe uh, use as a title moving forward if I ever do do another All By Myself episode. Um, this is my second ever one. The last one I did, Warren and, and Kyle continually make fun of me. It was like the day before Thanksgiving and nobody could do an episode. And I, wa- I wanted to put out an episode, so I just did one by myself and it was absolutely atrocious. Um, I'm not going to tell you the, the, the number of that episode because I don't want you to listen to it. Uh, hopefully I've gotten better because it was fairly new into the artillery. Um, I've learned a lot from Bobby Mack, from Bob McGillicott over there at CBJ and 30. He talks to himself a lot and does a great job, so... I'm going to try to channel that here with this episode. Um, So we might as well get right into it. So there's quite a bit of Blue Jackets stuff that has come down the pipe here lately. Um, This just came out today, and I absolutely love it. So the National Hockey League has released all of the nationally televised games for this season. And usually the Columbus Blue Jackets get the shaft on this. And we, we have talked about it a lot. We have seen the hate on Twitter about how there's just no respect for the city of Columbus. And we always usually get one, maybe two 
maybe two nationally televised games. And we have 10. You heard it here right. Is that, did I say that right? I don't know. We have 10 nationally televised games this season. Now, I will preface it by saying this. Seven of them are on ESPN Plus and Hulu. So whatever you consider nationally televised in today's world, streaming is now considered that because, hell, I have not had cable personally for five years. I have had, I am over 30 years old. I have had to call my mother and ask for her cable login so I can stream Bali Sports. I'm, I have no plans of getting cable. So I would consider ESPN Plus, Hulu, a national streaming service with the way things are going. I don't even know anybody beyond my parents' generation that has cable. So if you don't consider ESPN Plus or Hulu national, I think you're wrong. And that's fine. You can be wrong. Um, so seven of those are on ESPN Plus Hulu. One of them is on regular ESPN. And the other two are on TNT. Um, so that, that, that's big for Columbus. Because in years past, we were lucky to get two. So we have one on ESPN, two on TNT, Seven on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Um, is that the Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau effect? The Patrick Lyonet effect? Probably. Maybe. Were there games added to the Nationals broadcast, to the national schedule, after the Blue Jackets got Johnny Gaudreau? I would venture to say yes. I don't think we had 10 prior to getting Johnny Hockey. I really don't. And now we do. So I'm here for it, baby. Absolutely here for it. Um, I will say that three of the games, let's just go ahead and look into the, the actual games themselves. Three of them are versus our, remember the Wednesday night rivalry games on NBC Sports? Wednesday night rivalry. Like they, they pumped it up. It was a big deal, right? A huge deal. And every single time we got paired with Buffalo, the Buffalo Sabres, on Wednesday night rivalry, it's like NBC was trying to manufacture a rivalry there. There was nothing ever there, nor was there going to be. Three of our nationally televised games out of these 10 are with Buffalo. I don't know why. I have no idea why. It's the weirdest thing to me, but, you know, whatever. If that's what they got to do, that's what they got to do. And I'm fine with that. At least we're on national TV. At least we're in the conversation. I'm completely okay with that. Um, the first one, so let's go ahead and go one by one here. I'll make it quick. November 15th, we're on ESPN Plus and Hulu. We play Cam Atkinson and the Flyers. December 7th, we're on TNT versus the old Buffalo Sabres. Wednesday night rivalry, baby. And it qu coincidentally, it's on a Wednesday. Funny enough. Uh, <laughs> December 13th, we're on ESPN Plus and Hulu versus Bobrovsky and the Florida Panthers. December 23rd, we're on ESPN Plus, Hulu versus Seth Jones and the Chicago Blackhawks. December 27th, we're on ESPN Plus and Hulu 
once again versus the Buffalo Sabres for God knows whatever reason. I couldn't tell you. Um, January 5th, we are on regular ESPN. This will be a good one. This one's also at Nationwide Arena versus Old Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. So that'll be a good one. Thursday night, January 5th on ESPN. I know damn well the fifth line is going to pack that barn out for a good old matchup versus the Washington Capitals. January 23rd, we're on ESPN Plus versus uh, the Calgary Flames. January 25th, we are on TNT versus the Edmonton Oilers. February 14th, we're on ESPN Plus Hulu versus the New Jersey Devils. And February 28th, we are on ESPN Plus Hulu once again. Ending out the season in terms of our nationally broadcasted games with the old Buffalo Sabres. Um, so yeah, we have 10 nationally televised games. I'm here for it. And like I said, is it the Johnny Gaudreau effect? Maybe. Is it having Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Liney on the same team? Probably. But finally, we're getting some recognition within the league, and that is fantastic. I'm absolutely here for it. And, uh, and back to the streaming. I, I forgot to talk about this, um, I think last podcast, which was many, many weeks ago, but uh, Bali Sports announced that they are going to be doing a standalone streaming app, which I'm, I am fully in support of. Because, like I said, I'm over 30 years old now, and I don't have cable. I purposely purchased YouTube TV to watch Fox Sports Ohio. Then YouTube TV got rid of Fox Sports Ohio, so then I couldn't watch Blue Jackets games. And I had to call up my mama. Like, hey, mom, can I have your cable login? I got to watch Blue Jackets. Because I didn't have any way to watch it. So Bali Sports announced that they're going to be having a standalone streaming service where you can pay $20 a month. It's $19.99 a month, which I do think is a little pricey. I don't like the price of that. I think that's kind of overpriced because you can get Netflix for like 10 bucks a month. You can get ESPN Plus for $6.99 a month. You can get Hulu for... I forget what I pay Hulu for. I don't have Hulu Live, but I do have regular Hulu like for all the streaming, all the shows and stuff. And I think that's less than $10 a month. So I am kind of baffled by the fact Bali Sports is charging $20 a month for local sports when all of the other streaming platforms out there offer so much more. But I think it comes back to, well, I think they know that people will pay for it because everybody is cutting the cord. And nobody has cable anymore. So they can get away with it, I guess. But me being the dumb person that I am, I'm going to probably pay for it. Or, I mean, I do have other means to stream. I will not mention it here. I will say it's, prob- it's not legal. And that's fine. But it's, I can still watch the games if I need to. If I don't want to pay the $20 a month, but I think I will, <laughs> I think I'll end up paying it, but, um, it, 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 neither here nor there. I just thought that was interesting because, um, I have not been impressed with Bali sports as soon as they laid out, as soon as they took over for Fox sports, Ohio. Um, and that's no shade thrown to Jeff Rimmer, Jody Shelley or Dave Metzl. They do a fantastic job. I love those three guys. 
um, and what they bring to the Blue Jackets broadcast. I'm more so talking about the technical side of Bali Sports and the amount of times that the app crashes and I, and, and I can't watch a game or the sounds behind or, or just some type of technical glitch to where I can't even log into the app using my DirecTV login through my mother. So there were so many times where I just gave up and would watch a game via Twitter stream. You know, like I would refresh my Twitter and I would find out what's going on. So the fact they're doing a standalone streaming app, I hope it works. I really do hope it works. <laughs> I don't want to pay $20 a month for something that does not work. And with Bali Sports and what they've already unveiled over the past year or two, there's a good chance it's not going to work half the time. But we'll find out. We'll be the guinea pigs. And that's fine. I'll be a guinea pig for this. I just want to watch Blue Jackets hockey. I just want hockey back on my TV screen. That's all I want. And by God, we're damn close. We are damn close. And I'm here for it, baby. All right, moving on from that. Uh, the Blue Jackets unveiled there's going to be some new numbers for some players this year. Uh, the most notably I, I kind of came across here was uh, Gavrikov. Uh, he's still going to have four in his number, but it's just going to be number four. He previously was number 44. Uh, Gabranson will now be 44, so maybe some switch in there. Maybe Gavrikov said, hey, you can have the number. Maybe Gabby not too attached to that 44. So Gabranson now taking Gabby's old number at 44. Gabby now number four. Uh, a very familiar number made famous by old Sergei Bobrovsky on this team, uh, number 72. That'll now be worn by old Carson Meyer, a local product. Carson Meyer wearing the old 72. Um, let's see, what else do we got here in terms of um, player numbers? Let me pull up the old website. I had a link here for it. Um, Olivier is going to wear number 24. Jake Christensen, number 23. Gavin Bayreuther, 15. Brendan Gauntz, 12. Um, yeah, and then Carson Meyer, 72. Uh, those are pretty much it, I believe, from what I'm reading here. So uh, not in, in the way of any breaking news by any means, but... Certainly interesting to see, most notably, Gavrikov switching up his number for the upcoming season. All right, so I think some of the biggest news to come out of the offseason so far, beyond Johnny Gaudreau, beyond Patrick Lyon, okay, never mind. So maybe not some of the biggest news, but I would say some of the more shocking news to come out of the offseason so far is uh, Alexander Texier is not returning to the Columbus Blue Jackets this season, citing personal personal problems. Um, this is a quote directly from him. He said, during this past year, I've experienced some personal issues and challenges, and I feel I need to be close to my family at this time. Um, Texier said, this is a hard decision, but it's the best one for me right now. Um, the Blue Jackets were going to be paying Texier $1.5 million, so that will not count against him in, in this upcoming season. I do think it is important to note that uh, this leave of absence is per the advice and recommendation of the NHL and the NHL PA Substance Abuse and Behavioral Health Program. Um, I'm not going to speculate anything here. That's not my job. I don't want to, you know, that's just not my place. And so I wish the best for Texier. I hope whatever struggles he has right now, he can overcome them and potentially be back in, in, in a Blue Jacket sweater someday. There's no question he's talented. Uh, he definitely brings a lot to the ice. Um, 
but I feel like the writing may have kind of been on the wall with, with the situation because uh, we did, didn't see a whole lot of him last year. I know some of that was due to injury, but at the same time, following his injury, he did not return to Columbus. So um, obviously he's going through something, and um, the, the league, the, the Players Association, uh, all agree that, you know, um, he should probably stay away for a little bit, and, and that's what he's going to do. So all the best to Texier. Uh, we hope he gets healthy. Uh, we hope whatever struggles he has, he gets better. Um, but, yeah, so blue, he will not be in a Blue Jacket sweater uh, this upcoming season, uh, which, is, which is disappointing. But, again, he's got to get better, and uh, maybe we'll see him back here in Columbus soon. All right, so some interesting news that broke within the past week or two. And, and again, we did a podcast last week, and we all three talked about it. The podcast, don't know where it went, so I'm just going to kind of retouch on what we did talk about. Patrick Kane has been linked to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And as much as I love the idea of a Patrick Kane coming to Columbus, he makes $10.5 million with the Chicago Blackhawks. $10.5 million. And what on earth? Would the Columbus Blue Jackets have to give up to bring over a Patrick Kane? Now, I know there are some intricacies to the cap space, and there are things that I, that is over my head, and I should probably know. I should probably know some of these things as the host of one of the most popular, if not the most popular, Blue Jackets podcast in the world. But when it comes to cap space and cap friendly and all that shit, there are things that I don't know. But I will read this right now. The Blue Jackets currently have about $450,000. That's it. Of $82 million. Of $82 million. We have about $400,000 left in available cap space. Again, Patrick Kane makes $10.5 million with the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, apparently, the Chicago Blackhawks are actively shopping Patrick Kane. And Columbus has been linked in talks with the Blackhawks via some credible sources, some verified sources on Twitter. I just don't, I don't see it. I don't. When I first heard it, I did tweet from my personal account. I was like, Patrick and Patrick, meaning Patrick Line, Patrick Kane, I'm here for it. But the more I step back and look at it, Chicago is a complete dumpster fire right now that organization i don't know what's going on well i i know what's going on for the most part but i feel bad for seth jones seth baby come back to columbus <laughs> let's make a deal i'd rather have you than patrick kane um but it is very interesting that multiple sources have linked Patrick Kane to the Columbus Blue Jackets. But again, with Chicago being the dumpster fire that they are, there's no doubt that the Blackhawks are going to be in a rebuild, right? I mean, that's just kind of what... It, it, I don't know about a long-term rebuild. Maybe it's Chicago so they can appeal to, you know, appeal to some more star power and maybe quickly rebuild if they need to. But I would imagine they're going to want some, some top-end prospects. They're going to want a Cole Sillinger, a Kent Johnson. 
And I just don't see Yarmo giving up those type players to bring in a Patrick Kane. Granted, a lot more would need to take place because how the hell do you clear $10.5 million of cap space when the Jackets don't have it right now? Think about the last player. So the Jackets signed Johnny Gaudreau. The Jackets signed Patrick Laine. And we had to clear space. So we traded Bjorkstrand. So in the whole Blue Jackets world, they were up in arms about trading Bjorkstrand. Even though we did, I say, better, we completely bettered our team by getting Johnny Gaudreau. No knock to Bjorkstrand. I love Bjorky. I love what he brought for this team. He was homegrown talent. And in a sense, because he came up through Cleveland, he was a draft pick, all that great, all that great stuff. But what on earth are we going to give up if we legitimately want to bring in a Patrick King? Having the I mean, the idea of having a Patrick Kane, a Patrick Lyonet, and a Johnny Gaudreau on the same team sounds great. Sounds amazing. But I mean, that has to be some serious magic that Yarmo has to work. And I don't see who on earth we give up. I mean, you could say, oh, you know, we have Jacob Vorchek. He's making $8.5 million. Is Chicago in the market for a player like a Jacob Vorchek? I don't know. I feel like, if anything, they're in the market for some younger guys, some prospects, some, 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 some key tools in a potential rebuild. Uh, who do you give up? I mean, everybody on this current Jackets team, I think, is playing an intric- in- intricately – is that a word? I don't know. An intricate role in what we have going on for, for this team. I really believe that. So I don't know who on earth you give up. Let's just go through it really quick. Let's just take a little look. I mean, I, I just mentioned Jacob Vorchek, $8.2 million a year. But is Chicago, or would they be in the market for a player like that? Probably not. You got Gustav Nyquist making 5.5 mil. I think you hang on to him. Hell, he had, he had an A with this team last year. I think, I think he's a veteran guy that you just keep in this locker room to help out these young guys. You can't get rid of Arozovic. I mean, to me, you got to have a guy like him. Our center depth is not exactly strong. It's solid. It's good. But there's room for, for improvement. You can't get rid of a guy like Rozovic because, I mean, at the end of the season, he's still going to he's gonna get you good numbers. Um, I mean, I, I imagine that Yarmer wants to see the development of a Igor Chinnikov, a Kent Johnson, a Cole Sillinger is not going anywhere. I think Cole Sillinger is the next captain of this team. I truly believe that. God, I wish Kyle was here right now. <laughs> Kyle would just, I feel like he would have a strong opinion about something in regards to that right now, but he's not here, and I get to talk about it. Cole Sillinger ain't going nowhere. I mean, Olivier, he ain't going nowhere. We just we just drafted him. Zach Rowinski is the backbone of your defense. Grant said he's more of an offensive defenseman, and there's arguments there. I get that, but, I mean, the dude's making $9.5 million. I don't think Chicago's going to want him. I mean, that, that'd be kind of ironic. You got Seth Jones and Zach Rowinski in Chicago. He ain't going nowhere. I love what I saw out of Boquist and Bean. Blankenberg, I mean, in the short amount of time we saw him play last year, he did fantastic for us. Peak was one of the only players that really stuck up for his teammates last season. I've seen a huge improvement from peak. So it's just like, who the hell 
<laughs> would you give up for a Patrick Kane? And how how would you make the cap space? I just I don't get it. I don't see it. Um, the the rumors and the speculation uh, from multiple sources I do think are credible. I do think that the Jackets definitely were talking to see what it would take. But I mean, if you're a GM, isn't that your job to begin with? So how serious the talks were, I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't in the room. I wasn't on the phone call. But I'm telling you what I do know, that the Jackets were at one point in the conversation. And I don't see it happening. I don't see Yarmo giving away the farm, giving away the system, giving away all the picks that he has, he has put together in the past three, four years to get to this point now. This team, to me, is a legitimate playoff team this year. It is. There are still pundits out there that say that we're not going to make the playoffs. Will we make a deep run? Probably not. But I think no doubt in my mind we're a playoff team. So why screw it up at all by trying to add a Patrick Kane and getting rid of some very, very, very talented prospects in return that are going to be a part of this team for years to come? I don't see it. Um, again, I like, I like the idea of it. If this was Major League Baseball and there was no cap space, sure, bring him on in. What the hell? But we, we, we can't do that. And, yeah, I want to end it there. Patrick Kane, I'm going to say right now, not coming to Columbus. I know Yarmo has pulled so many amazing trades, so many amazing trades. But to me, this, there's nothing that can possibly come together here to where a Patrick Kane would come to Columbus. And if it does happen, hell, you can... Cut this sound bite, put it on Twitter, and blast me. I don't care. But I don't see it happen. All right, we got one last topic before we end this podcast. Hopefully this was a good podcast for you. Hopefully it wasn't too cringe, just me all by myself, because I know we've done 200 and so 215th episode. 213 of those have been with other people. So this is only the second one, just all by myself. So hopefully it wasn't super cringe. Hopefully you somewhat enjoyed it. And uh, if you want to make fun of me or roast me on, please do. Please send me a tweet at Jordek, J-O-R-D-E-C-K, or just tag CBJ Artillery on Twitter uh, if you have any uh, type of hate tweets. Uh, I'm all ears. I'm all for it. Uh, But hopefully you did enjoy it. But let's end the podcast on this positive note. Boone Jenner. Per the Columbus Blue Jackets is ready to go for training camp. So obviously last season, Boone Jenner did not finish out the season with the Jackets. He was hurt. He had a back injury and he has officially announced the team has announced that he is ready to go. Feels good to go. It was a total bummer, too, that Boone did not get to finish out the season because he was on pace for a career year. We're talking like a 30-goal season for Boone Jenner. And, again, if you you surround that guy with talented players, you don't shove him on the third, fourth line like he had been for a handful of years, the dude gets you points. Are they gritty? Yes. Is there, any, is there a lot of skill and finesse and flashiness to his game? No. But he'll get you points. And his first year as the captain of this team, by God, I was hella impressed with Boone Jenner. So uh, it's very positive to know that he is good to go. Uh, T. 
team announced he's good to go for training camp. He is fully healthy. So our captain, oh, captain, my captain, he is back for this upcoming season. Uh, good to go. So you can look forward to seeing him at training camp, which is this month. This month. Hockey is back this month. Does the season start this month? No. But hockey's back this month. And that's all that matters, baby. All that matters. So Boone Jenner is back. You love to hear it. You love to see it. Our captain. uh, Again, he was on pace for a career year last year. I think... Hot take right now. I'm going to put it out there with a Patrick Line, a healthy Patrick Line, a Johnny Gaudreau. Boone Jenner is obviously going to he's going to be a center on one of those lines, right? I don't I don't see Patrick Line and Johnny Gaudreau on the same line. I think it gets experimented with. I think it, I think they try it out, but nonetheless, I think Boone Jenner puts up hella numbers this season as long as he stays healthy. I really do. To be surrounded by a couple of those guys. I think Cole Sillinger too. I, I predict Cole Sillinger. If if he is I think he's a first, second line center this year. And if he's got Johnny Gaudreau or a Patrick Line or both of them, I think Cole Sillinger easily has over twenty goals this year. I think there's no sophomore slump for a Cole Sillinger. This is a sophomore I don't know, I can't think of a good alliteration, but a sophomore outbreak, I don't know. I think he has at least 50 to 60 points this upcoming season. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank for Cole Sillinger. But back to Boone Jenner, he's back, he's healthy. you love to hear it. And uh, hockey is going to be back in our faces this month and i'm here for it baby the hockey you can already feel the hockey weather right when you walk outside at night it's just a little nice crispiness it's fall is around the corner if i mean it's technically kind of here i think i think summer ended i don't know but you know it's getting dark sooner which i love so hockey hockey season is around the corner and uh, thank God. Thank God. It has been too long. Um, I will say this, that the Artillery Podcast, we're going to get back into a rhythm for all of you that listen. We appreciate you putting up with our bullshit this past summer. Um, Warren got married. A lot of other things took place to where like we just could not find a rhythm where all of us could get together, do a podcast, and and I wanted to get in, get in here and do this podcast. I, like I said, I have a 100-degree fever right now. And I feel like I'm chugging through. Hopefully I did. But nonetheless, thank you for listening to episode 215 of the Artillery Podcast. We love you. And we fully intend to be back together all next week and to get back into a rhythm for all of you little boomers out there. So uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you. I'll see you. I have no rule sign-off. Usually that's Kyle and Warren's thing. I'm just going to say goodbye.